I'm Melissa. I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Hot Zone. Okay, guys, it is officially right before the season starts. It is between preseason and the actual season. Very exciting. I cannot wait for football to be immersed in my life again. Sundays, just drowning and watching football and red zone all the time it's your dream september through february is when you thrive i know i'm like no one make plans with me on sundays i'm already a little annoyed that i'm going to have some plans on sundays but overall just don't book me i do not want to go on any trips don't want to travel if you are doing something i would prefer it to be saturday instead of sunday sundays i'm busy booked and busy guys booked and busy You're only allowed to hang out with me on Sunday watching Red Zone and eating Chipotle. Exactly, exactly. Chipotle sponsor us before the prices get a little expensive now once we pop off. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Okay, so let's dive right into things with recent news. We'll start off with the Bad Boys segment. Sing it with me, Alyssa. Bad Bad Boys, Bad Bad Boys, boys. what What you gonna gonna do? What What you gonna gonna do when when they they come come for you? you? Okay, so finally, the Deshaun Watson saga is over. Since we last recorded, it's felt like a really long time, but who knows? Time is just flowing. So the two sides have settled on an 11-game suspension and a $5 million fine. So Deshaun's first game is the one against the Texans. That's when his suspension will be lifted. I know the NFL was pushing for more games for him to be suspended from. Deshaun obviously didn't want a suspension at all. So this is the happy medium, I guess. I mean, 11 games is a lot of games that is deep into the season. It is. So I guess that's okay. It's not great. It's not awful. It's better than the five or six originally that Sue Robinson said. Mm hmm. So then what are the Browns going to do for a quarterback for those 11 games? That's like a big chunk of the season. Yeah, there was speculation that maybe they would be looking into signing another quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo was in the conversation where they thought he could be going there. I'm not really sure who their backup quarterbacks are right now, but I guess they'll be just using a backup on their roster or if they decide to sign someone. Yeah, I just Googled it and I don't know any of these people. Jacoby Brissett? Oh, yes. He is familiar. His name. Yeah, that name sounds familiar, but it doesn't even say what team he's on right now. Oh, he's still on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so they'll probably roll with him and then they'll get Deshaun back in week 12. So I don't know. It'll be interesting for the Browns until then. Yeah, it's Jacoby's time to shine. Yep, so we will see. I also read an interesting article when I was looking into the Deshaun Watson case. And there's one woman who hasn't settled with Deshaun Watson. And so she included when she was talking to the reporter for the article, the settlement documents that were sent over to her. So $100,000 was offered for her to settle the lawsuit against him. But she said that she didn't want to since he never acknowledged any of the wrongdoing, which is true. Good for her. So it's true. I mean, the pain that he caused these women after his actions can't be taken back. I mean, money probably would help people, but it does take a lot of courage to just stand up and refuse to take the money from someone who has caused you so much harm. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. I would probably take $100,000. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that can really change things. So if there's money sitting on the table,
table, I would probably just take it. I mean, maybe for her, it would mean that she's accepting his apology, quote unquote, in a sense. But I don't know. $100,000 yeah. looked real nice, honestly. That's what I'm saying. That's a lot of money. But I will say good for her because, yeah, I think you're probably right. Like her taking that money is basically her saying it's OK. And granted, we don't know like the full scope or maybe we do and we just haven't looked it up. But like the full scope of what he did to her and like maybe $100,000, you know, if you were really like egregiously harmed, that's not going to make it better. I wouldn't think there's like any amount of money that's going to make it better if you were like raped or something so good for her yeah i mean so there's still the pending lawsuit so it looks like even though she didn't settle then if the lawsuit is continuing then she could be awarded more monetarily and who knows what else i think it's only money that is given in civil lawsuits yeah, I think so. Okay, so this decision was announced a little while ago, a couple weeks ago, and he officially faces suspension starting today, actually, August 3rd. That's when officially the suspension went into place, but the Browns decided to not let him play any more preseason games after the initial one that he played in. The Browns organization just took him out, and once the decision was made, decided to just have him sit out. I mean, I think that's probably for the best. There isn't really any purpose of him playing the game. Yeah, they should have taken him out before that. Like, they should have taken him out when this all first started happening, and they let him play. And then he was like booed, right? They were super yeah, mean to him. Yeah, but I think the Browns signed him and gave him that massive contract knowing all these allegations against him and the allegations only got worse. So the Browns organization sucks, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah, they, they're not doing great things over there. So the next person on our bad boy segment is Matt Areza. I think that's how you say his last name. Doesn't really matter. Fuck this guy. So he was called the punt god. He kicked some... 80 yard punt during preseason he's on or he was on the bills and he got cut after accusations came out that last year him and two other members of his college san diego state gang raped a woman and she was 17 at the time and underage the report showed that she had some drugs in her system so it sounded like he roofied her and then him and his friends sexually assaulted her from the report. Another detail that makes me think it's more likely that this actually happened and is not just one of those accusations is that her piercings were ripped out of her body. I believe she had earrings, a nose ring, and a belly button ring. And that, that just seems like a very strange detail if no type of assault happened. So the report was pretty graphic and there was a lot of backlash. This came out that there was still a pending criminal investigation it sounded like the police tried to get matt to confess to the assault over the phone but when they were coaching the girl to get the confession out of him she said something that was off script and he knew something was off and then hung up the phone so it sounded like they didn't have enough to criminally charge him so right now there's a civil lawsuit but a pending criminal investigation yeah absolutely fuck this guy the story makes me really upset mostly because he is from san diego state which is my alma mater and you know this kind of stuff does happen at san diego state i'm not gonna lie like parties can get sketchy People do get roofied down there, but it's not okay. The fact that she was 17 at a college party is already so dangerous and just really upsetting. I'm none of this sits well with me. Absolutely fuck this guy. I hope he never plays football again because 
He doesn't deserve to. Him and Deshaun Watson should just go, I don't know, fuck each other. Dude, at this rate, honestly. And this guy's ugly, too. I don't know. It was just a lot to read. But I'm glad that the Bills decided to cut ties, didn't decide to hang on to this kicker, even though he has an amazing leg. But that just goes to show that they are so much better of an organization than the Browns. Like, they did to him what the Browns should have done to Deshaun Watson, They were basically like, nope, we're not going to deal with this about you. You're sketchy. Goodbye. So good for the Bills. Yes, good for the Bills. But also, Alyssa, the salary that kickers get compared to the salary that quarterbacks get is pretty crazy. So unfortunately, I think kickers are pretty easy come, easy go, honestly. Yeah. So anyways, Matt Areza is erased off the field. Adios, punk god. Yep. Good. I'm pretty sure his career is pretty much over unless he's really able to redeem himself, but it doesn't sound likely. No, it doesn't sound likely at all based on this whole story. It sounds like he very much raped her. Yeah, and just was involved in a bad situation either way. Either way, something happened and he was a spectator or involved or both. It's just not okay. Yeah. And me and Lissa did our heavy research into this too based on what looked like factual documents, so. Yeah, they were like the court proceedings. Yes. Okay, then the next one in the bad boys segment, although this is more looking at the victim of some bad boys, is Brian Robinson. He is a running back for the Washington Commanders. He was supposed to take over as running back one and replace Antonio Gibson in this upcoming season. But unfortunately, he was shot multiple times in a carjacking incident that occurred on Sunday, August 28th. His injuries weren't life-threatening, but he did get shot in the leg as well as a few other places when he was approached by two juveniles who tried to take his car. However, as of today, August 30th, he got released from the hospital He had to get some surgery. They are unsure of his timeline, though, to return. What a bummer. Yeah, shot twice in the lower body. I mean, that sucks. That's like a pretty important part of the body for a running back. You got to be able to, you know, run. So hopefully he'll be okay. Did they catch the people who shot him? I'm not sure if they did. Hmm. Well, I hope they do, because that's truly a bummer for him. And I hope he will be okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he's out of the hospital. Hopefully his road to recovery goes smoothly. He was selected in the third round during the draft this year. Oh, this was gonna this was his rookie season? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Like getting ready to start your like MFL career and you get shot in the leg. What a bummer. Yeah, this is crazy because it happened Sunday. We were drafting too. And I think he got drafted by someone on someone in the league as well because he was slated to be up there, probably a rookie to look for. Dude, this is what we should be doing is saying like, who has this person? <laughs> Which I guess is pretty inside. Spencer has him. Yeah, Spencer. Spencer. All right, we can cut this out because yeah, no one cares. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like, oh, it's because I saw the news, but I didn't know if he was even draftable. Well, that's why we have an IR spot. I guess so. And then the last one, hot off the press, is John Gruden, who used to be the Raiders head coach, got ejected last year after there were some emails that he sent out that were not chill. Racist as fuck. Yes. 
They were. Mm -hmm. So there was an article that I read today with the headline saying that John Gruden says emails were shameful, but that he's a good person and he is hoping to get another chance. If you have to say that you're a good person, you're probably not a good person. You know, there's not been a lot of instances in my life where I had to like put out a press relief saying I'm a good person and I deserve another chance. People who are saying that usually don't deserve another chance. So fuck John Gruden. His emails were super fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it was racist. There was anti-gay language. It was misogynistic as well. So this bad boy is looking for another football team to coach, but I don't know if anyone's biting. Probably not. He should go hang out with the Browns. I know, right? They're giving people all sorts of chances. I know. They'll probably give him one more. That's the team for redemption, I guess. I guess. Okay, so that's the last one to wrap up. The bad boys, bad boys. What you're gonna do? What you're gonna do when they come for you? Do, do, do. Okay. (laughs) Nice. That was good. Nailed it. Absolutely (laughs) nailed it. Okay, then Alyssa, TB, TB12, your freaking quarterback, Alyssa. Your fucking quarterback, officially. Yep. Amen. Tampa Bay. Here we go. Bucks 2023. There was so much speculation while he was on his leave of absence. He has since returned with a little bit of crazy hair, if you guys have seen him talking to the press. So he was on leave of absence from the Buccaneers during the preseason. Everyone made it this whole spectacle. There was a conspiracy that he was actually on the mass Singer, and that's why he was on leave. But that didn't really make sense because he was only gone for a few weeks, if that. And since then, he came out and said that it was a rumor that he was just on a family vacation with the family in the Bahamas. And Hubert definitely said this was what was the case on our podcast last week. So it makes sense. The Mass Singer conspiracy sounds fun, but there was no truth to it. Yeah, I don't really understand the masked singer thing because don't they reveal who is the singer typically when they're done? Don't they unmask them? I've never seen this show, so I have no idea. Everyone is masked in their costumes and then people vote. I think it's a combination of like the judges and the audience. You vote to see who gets eliminated each week. And when you get eliminated, that's when you do the reveal. Okay, but if he wasn't revealed, that means he wasn't eliminated, which means he would still be there, right? Like he wouldn't just be gone for 11 days. So that was a bad theory. I don't think that's true. I know. I don't know. Well, it's not true until we see Tom on The Masked Singer. I will never see him on The Masked Singer because I will never watch that show. It's not for me. That would be creepier. Normally it's creepier when the costume is on because the costumes are really elaborate. But I think it would be creepier for me for the masks to come off and it's Tom Brady and he's like, hello. Yikes. Okay, I don't know why that I chose that as his voice. I, but... I liked it. I think that's what he sounds like. <laughs> and he also came out and he was saying that when you're 45, you just got shit to do or something. He was very blunt with the press when he came back. I don't know if he's 45. It was 40 something. Yeah, he's 45. His quote was, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. I get it. I mean, he is a dad. And it was only 11 days. Like these articles are acting like he was gone for six months. Like 11 days is just like a long vacation. Yeah, I don't know why I Everyone's like, ooh, is he going to retire? What's happening? Mm. So much speculation. Okay, and then another thing is that one fan bet $20,000 that the Eagles will win the Super Bowl this year. So that's 25 to 1 for the odds. And guess how much he would win, Alyssa, if he won? He bet 20000 Yeah. I'm not good at math. I don't know. 20000 times 25. Anyways, it would be 500000 Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
So we'll see. That would be crazy, though. Imagine putting a bet that big in. I think that is a very big bet to make. But we know people. I know I can think of at least one of our friends who lost $18,000 in a single bet. So, yeah, that's a secret. I think I know what friend it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, so... So we know the boys. We know some Bellas who bet big. So, I mean, I bet you if we texted them, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a sick bet. And that is betting, guys, not betting. That me and Alyssa had a whole snafu where I thought she was saying betting. Yeah, my ex is really into duvet covers. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, betting? I was like, like, how high of a thread count? (laughs) No, honestly, I think... If he was here talking about this topic, he would say his usual line, which is scared money don't make money. So this guy who bet on the Eagles, you know, go birds. I hope this guy wins. That would be really cool for him. (laughs) Fly, Eagles, fly, as they say. Yeah, like, sure. Should I place a 20K bet on Tampa Bay? Maybe. Oh, God, Alyssa, please. If I had 20K to just be throwing around like that, I would. But maybe I'll bet on them. I'll bet bet on them to win the Super Bowl. I could do like a thousand. Maybe not 20,000. I could do a thousand. Do it. Do a thousand. I'm going to stick to my betting and not the betting. I will bet other people's money, though. Betting other people's money is the best way to bet, but you usually don't win. I know. Harley. <laughs> there you go. That's a that's a word. <laughs> okay. So we will see. We, if the Eagles win, damn, I will remember this person who <laughs> will win $500,000. Good luck. All right. I probably should have slid Tom into this category, but this is my quarterback segment. I tentatively titled it Stack That Quarterback. Ooh, I like that. It is a stack. So... First, Baker Mayfield has officially been named the Panthers starting quarterback. I know this was likely to happen, but official, he's in. Good for Baker. So he now has his new team. We'll see how he does. And then another person named the starting quarterback is for the Seahawks. As you guys recall, Drew Locke got traded over from Broncos to the Seahawks in exchange for Russell Wilson. But it looks like Geno Smith has actually been named the Seahawks starting quarterback for week one. Baby Drew has got to sit on the sidelines and sip on his baby bottle. Baby bottle, Drew. (laughs) Well, bummer. The next one, there's been so much speculation on Hot Zone, just in life, in the Bay Area, everywhere in the world. What is happening with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, it's been decided, guys. He is staying with the Niners for one more year. He is getting a contract as a backup quarterback, so he won't be making as much money, but he is the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. No one really showed much interest in Jimmy. There were teams that needed quarterbacks, no interest. There was just nothing. The only place where there's interest is the home at Casa de Nicole. I was just about to say, I think you're the only person that's been showing interest in Jimmy G. I know. I'm a very interested party. Well, I mean, good for him. Sucks to go from a QB1 back to being a backup, but that's what happens when you're a shitty quarterback. Although he did take us to the Super Bowl a few years ago, so he's not that bad. Did you really just dare to include yourself in the Niner Nation? Us? Excuse me, miss? (laughs) Okay, I am half a Niners fan. Considering I live a stone's throw from Levi's Stadium, I am a Niners fan. That is my backyard. That is true. Would I prefer that the Bucks beat them? Absolutely. If it can't be the Bucks, I'm happy for it to be the Niners. All right. But yes, I have another year to hunt him. Predator and prey activated. 
hunt mode. Great. We got to go to the Panda Express over there. Yes. Yes. Or just go to the 49er Fit gym. I don't think they go there, Alyssa. They have their own gym. No, I don't think they do either. I think only like the, what are they called? The Golden State Girls. Oh, Gold Rush Girls. Gold Rush Girls. Panda Express it is. Panda Express, running into George Kittle and Jimmy. Well, George Kittle hangs out at iChina, so we know where to find him. I know. But it looks like Jimmy will have some free time this season, and maybe he'll be roaming around again. No stress. Maybe. Who? Someone saw... Oh, it was Casey. She, like, saw him in Campbell, too. So he, like, goes out around here, like, in the South Bay. Like, when? Recently? No, this was maybe, like, two years ago? Three years ago? I know because I know that he was in downtown San Jose. I mean, I'm sure he's around this area. He must live around here. Oh, yeah. Just has to be right time, right place. We just got to go to nicer places. Campbell, well, I mean, I'm over downtown San Jose. And also, I mean, Campbell is fine. There's just a lot of young people. Yeah, Campbell is a young crowd. But anyways, Jimmy. We're coming for you. Yes. Okay, and then to close out this segment, although I give him a lot of shit, Tom Brady was selected by his fellow peers as the number one on the NFL top 100 players of the year for last year. This is the fourth time that he's been selected as number one since 2011. Hell yeah. I love that for me. Now that he's my quarterback this year, I still don't like him. I'm still not a Tom Brady fan, but I'm all in for him this year. So let's do it. Let's do it, Tom. Put your masked singer days behind you. It's football. It's football time. (laughs) It's football season. (laughs) So that wraps up all of the recent news that has happened. So I want to go into more of the draft prep for fantasy part two. We aren't really going to pretend that we are Matthew Berry, that we know all of the facts and we're spitting out all this knowledge. But I just want to touch on a few people. <sighs> oh, getting a little tired, Alyssa. Bored about the topic, huh? <laughs> That is just a big yawn. So I just want to touch on some people that we think will be great stars this year. Some that we are unsure about, but just people to watch. And hopefully some of them are on your fantasy teams if you've drafted already or look out for them when you're drafting. All right. So we are just going to be talking about quarterbacks and tight ends. Maybe two of my favorite positions in football. I just think the men are just more attractive, tall, lean, agile. Yes. All of the above. And honestly, they're typically white. Not to be like racist, but they're usually the more white players. And you know, I'm more into the vanilla. You're into you're into a basic white man. Vanilla. French vanilla. I'm into the tall. Like George Kittle is very tall. Gronk's not for me, but like a tall tight end, I'm into that. Right? They're really tall. Okay, so for quarterbacks, this goes without saying Josh Allen is elite. Ah! My true love. Over the last two years, he's just shown to us fantasy managers how great of a player he is. And no doubt he will continue to shine this year. It looks like for mock drafts, he would go round two. I think for the one of the leagues that we are in, he went round three. Either way, he's definitely the first quarterback that is picked up. He got the most points last year. Yeah, and ours, looking at my notes, it was actually round two and round three. Um, He not only throws the ball really well and gets passes over to his wide receivers or just receivers in general, but he also does rushing touchdowns as well, which gets you more points. So either way, he is great on his feet, and and I'm sure he'll do fantastic this year. Unfortunately, I don't have him on either of my leagues. Maybe I'll pick him up for my third league if I'm lucky, but we will see. 
He was drafted in the fourth round. Oh, never mind then. I pulled him up early, but it was fourth round. Yes, that's still pretty early. He was definitely the first quarterback drafted, as he should be. I'm sad because I wanted him. I would have obviously preferred him over Tom Brady because Josh Allen has not let me down in the past. And I just think he's just a cute little guy. Like, he just looks like he's down home on the farm. You know Josh Allen loves that corn song. You know, like, he's out there picking his corn, putting that on the ox, and just doing it. Please don't sing the corn song again because I just got the corn song out of my head. I really like corn. <laughs> it's corn. <laughs> it's that part. That part that gets stuck in my head. You know, I'm just saying, you know, that's in Josh Allen's head too. Oh, remember we watched that game, Melissa, and it was talking about Josh Allen. And then all of a sudden it went to him in the cornfield and we were like, wow. Yes, it was literally him on like a... I don't a tractor is the wrong word, but like the corn plow, like the corn <laughs> harvester. He was like on yeah. one, like talking about his childhood. It was so weird. Like he was so down home on the corn farm. So like country roads, take me home, my literally, friend. Literally, but I love that for him. Sweet guy. Okay, so I will always have love in my heart for Josh Allen. It's like the first love that you ever have. You know why? Is because Josh Allen got me the freaking championship i was down and this is where i finally tell my story Alyssa. you act like you're about to make a confession right now rather than just like recount something that happened three years ago maybe two two years ago you know i drafted my team pretty randomly wasn't that into football but then i started winning like a hippo i got hungrier i made it to the playoffs Well, the way our fantasy league is, is where there's the winner's bracket and then the loser's one. So I made it to the winner's bracket. And at this point, I had a pretty good record. I was up on the top for the most of the season. And then I finally make it to the championships. Okay. And then it's not looking that great. It's the final game. And it's 80% chance that Alec will win. 20% chance I will win. My only player, Josh Allen. And throughout the game, I'm watching, stressing, and eventually the Bills are just killing it. There's touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and I see the margin, the probability changing. And then all of a sudden, since the Bills are doing so well, I'm like, I know they're going to pull Josh Allen out of the game at one point, but right before they pulled him out of the game, he got me the couple extra points I needed to beat Alec in the end. I never felt happier, honestly. It was my biggest victory. So I will always love Josh. I have no memory of this, but that was a really nice story. Thank you. I'm happy he did that for you. It was wonderful. It really was. Oh, this was like the first pandemic holiday thing too, Alyssa. Because I was at my parents' place for a while when all of this happened. Yeah, it was definitely 2020. Yeah, and then I had Ansel drink some champagne with me at home to celebrate. I love that for you. But yes... For everyone, don't worry. I still have the screenshot of my victory. I will share that. I know everyone's curious who was on my team. Josh was definitely my MVP. I don't even remember like how I won the year I won. So like that just shows the difference between me and you. Like I know I beat Hubert, but beyond that, I could not tell you a single fact. I don't remember that many players, honestly, besides Josh Allen on my team that year that took me to the end. But I don't know. He was the most impactful Make an impact. That's what my dad says. Make an impact. Be the change you want to see in the world. Is that what Josh Allen is doing? He is the change. All right. The change and the corn. 
the corn, man. <laughs> All right, go Josh Allen. Who's next? Who's our next quarterback? Okay, our next person is Justin Herbert and Mahomes. Those are the two others that fall right under Josh Allen. Mahomes used to be a lot better, but I'm not going to lie. In the last couple years, he's not, he hasn't been bad, but he has been coming off of his peak, whereas Josh Allen is peaking right now. Justin Herbert was pretty surprised that he was on this list. To be honest, I have paid him no mind at all fantasy wise or in life but he was actually listed as number two in terms of quarterbacks he finished right behind josh allen for most fantasy points for a quarterback so i guess he's pretty good yeah justin herbert is not someone i paid attention to last year at all patrick mahomes was kind of weak last year compared to what he was like two three four years ago but they'll both do great. Mahomes has always been able to get those crazy balls and passes over to people. But it'll be interesting this year since Tyreek Hill has changed teams and is now on the Dolphins. So he's missing one of his weapons that he normally throws to. Mm-hmm. We will see. I mean, I hope they both do poorly since they're not on my team. Yeah, we'll see. So also some notable quarterbacks on new teams. Baker Mayfield used to be with the Browns, so it'll be interesting now that he's on the Panthers this season just to see how he plays. I did not draft him. Don't know what he ranks in fantasy, but it'll just be interesting to see since he has a new team. Russell Wilson as well. He's on the Broncos now. And then Matt Ryan is on the Colts as well. Okay. I did not even know Matt Ryan was on the Colts. I don't, That just happened i was not paying attention but now i am kind of i feel like he wasn't before he wasn't he was on the falcons there it is is matt ryan supposed to be good i don't think so he's only rostered in 21 percent of espn leagues no yeah he's not good why did hubert pick him up because hubert drafted a quarterback really late i don't know sucks it's a strategy Alyssa. the strategy Mm, we'll see about that oh he has kirk cousins too i guess Oh, Hubert does? Yeah. Kirk Cousins better than... Hubert has two quarterback? Yeah, don't you? No, I just have one. Really? You have two? Mm-hmm. On both? Mm-hmm. Well, wait, you accidentally picked one of yours, Alyssa. But I would have picked two. I usually pick two. I don't. I don't really have anything to say about any of those players, other than I heard Russell Wilson's a virgin. <laughs> all i got oh russell good old russ okay so now let's move on to the tight ends i honestly think i would choose someone who's a tight end over a quarterback they're just really tall yeah they're like tall like muscular i just think broad shoulders to date because quarterback signs look a bit flimsy when they get thrown on the ground by someone on defense i agree right Okay, so Travis Kelsey, no doubt one of the best tight ends in the league. Mahomes' favorite target. I had him the year that I won, and... Yeah, the tight end body type is much more my vibe. He has not skipped a beat. I think his connection with Mahomes has only gotten better as the years have come around. And as I mentioned, Tyreek Hill is no longer on the Chiefs, so Kelsey will probably get more targets. Yeah, he is a really good tight end, so it makes sense that he's still up there on the list yeah travis kelsey's always been good i feel like he's been the top tight end for a few years now another one that was interesting to me that i vaguely heard of last year was kyle pitts he's was a rookie on the falcons starting last year he actually got 1026 yards on 68 receptions which is unheard of and he's also a runner which helps 
as well uh, get more points in fantasy but unfortunately he only got one touchdown last year so that meant he didn't really rank up there in terms of being one of the top tight ends however experts say that he should see a lot more targets and better production this year yeah he's ranked third on espn but i guess that makes sense it sounds like he was able to get a lot of yardage just not those extra points where when you get a touchdown sounds like espn has high hopes for him All right, and then your favorite, Darren Waller. Ah, love him. He has been amazing when he's played. However, he always gets double teamed on the field. Mm -hmm. So this next season, he has to figure out a way to be able to escape the people that are double teaming him and just get the ball because Derek Carr does love to throw to him. However, it will be interesting since Devontae Adams is also on the Raiders as of this year. And he's a great wide receiver, so he'll probably get his fair share of balls as well. Yeah, honestly, Darren Waller, as much as I love him, he wasn't that great last year. Like, he didn't put up that many points for me at all. Yeah, I mean, he didn't catch many balls, but when, like, he always got balls thrown at him. Same. (laughs) I don't need that wasn't even a good joke. (laughs) Cancel. Uh, Well, great. Good for Darren. I hope he does well because I just have such a soft space in my heart for him. We know you do. We know you do, Alyssa. Okay, and then the last one, George Kittle, who I have this year again. Of course. So with the new quarterback in town, Trey Area. That sounded really good. Thank you. So Trey Lance, not to be confused with Gray Lance, someone in the girls league, I'm not going to mention names, called him Gray Lance. I think that was a typo. Someone else said, who is Trey Lance when I dropped the Jimmy Garoppolo news? Honestly, the chat is hilarious. But, you know, we're all learning as we go. Sure. So George Kittle, he's been really good and very solid. He was ranked fourth. I don't know if that's last year or this year. But the only issue for him is that he will sometimes get injured and be out for a long time. This is what I suffered from last year. So if he's able to stay healthy and really connect with Trey Lance, then that should be another great fantasy season and a good season for the Niners too. Yeah, that's great. Go, George. I don't know. I don't know anything about him other than he has those glasses commercials, but he does seem good. I know. The ones with his wife. Who are your tight ends this season, Alyssa? TJ Hawkinson. And I have no idea who on the other league. They're not very good. I drafted both of them like pretty late. How do you not think of the tight ends? This happens to me every single year. I like don't think about tight ends. And then my tight ends are always, always bad. So I don't know. I really doesn't cross my mind when we're drafting until like round seven, round eight. And I'm like, oh, someone else picked up a tight end. Maybe I should. And then I don't. And so my tight ends are always garbage. And I always only have one. I never have a backup every single year. The week, the like bye week for my tight end. I'm like texting everyone like who wants to give me a tight end? Nobody ever does. So you would think I would learn after all these years, but nope, still have shitty tight ends. So Here we go. But you have two quarterbacks. You stack those quarterbacks, Alyssa. One position, (laughs) two guys. Yeah, I'm out here getting two quarterbacks I don't need and not a good tight end. I will say, though, tight ends don't put up that many points. So it's like I think I just don't care about them because even the best tight end is still not as good as like an average running back or an average wide receiver. 
Well, Alyssa, if you think about it, it's just because, I mean, running back, there's so many yards and then more likely the touchdowns and then wide receivers. Exactly. Yeah. So I just don't prioritize tight ends because they're not going to win me a game typically. Or at least that's what I tell myself since my tight ends never have won me a game because they always suck. (laughs) I think it's hard because there's only a certain number of tight ends that and Mm -hmm. it's very scarce, like the really good ones too. The ones who will like get the points and everything. So that makes it difficult as well. But anything can happen. We will see how TJ does. Anything can happen. Never heard of him before. I have Dawson Knox from the Bills. And I actually have the same. I have two tight ends on both leagues. I have this other guy, Irv Smith Jr. from the Vikings. I don't know who he is. I have him as a backup on both of my leagues. Dalton Schultz is man on the girls league. The Cowboys? Yes, the Cowboys. He's not very good. (laughs) Not very good at all. Okay, so uh, me and Alyssa right there at drafts, we did it, knocked it out in one day. Both of them did not take as long as we had originally planned for, thank God. And I saw so many draft parties having on Instagram. Like, I've never seen men try harder in their life and put as much effort into organizing something as a draft party. Well, I don't know if they did, but one of them was in Vegas. Someone at Wet Republic had a cabana rented out. They had the board with stickers. They had 1942. It looked like a good time. I don't know who the DJ was. That seems like my vibe, honestly. That absolutely seems like your vibe. But I also would want to be clear-headed during the draft. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Exactly. Because I don't want to be sloppy and pick up someone or hit a button and grab someone I don't want to. That's what I do most of the time. So, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I think next year, next year we should plan this better and actually have a party. Because we always talk about it, but we decide like a week before and then everyone's busy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because everyone also lives in different places. It would be hard to do have it be 50-50 too. Uh, if we planned it early enough, then it would be fine. I guess because then more people would be here. Yeah, like we should go to Hawaii and do it there and visit Peter. What? I mean, if I got to do it somewhere, I'd rather do it in Hawaii. Oh, wouldn't you? But then who's going to bring the board back home? I don't think you need to keep the board. Alyssa! Oh, okay. Then you can bring it back home. I don't know. <laughs> Peter can keep it at his house. I don't know. Yeah. We will figure out. I mean, this season hasn't even finished, so we'll figure it out next year. But yeah, I think there was another one where some guy was out. Well, his friend is actually some does some fantasy stuff or aspiration. So that one looked pretty legit. There was a backdrop and all of this stuff going on. And I swear I saw another one that looked cool out there. But either way, yeah, just this is I've never seen this much effort from men. This is the only thing they care about. Put that effort into other things, guys. <laughs> they never will. I think we drafted right as preseason wrapped up that weekend. There's been a lot of changes to teams. Teams are now finalizing their rosters. So there's a lot of pe- people getting cut right now. So, I mean, I think it was a good time to draft, at least for us, Alyssa. I mean, no one that we have so far, knock on wood, is someone who has been cut from the team. I know other people aren't as fortunate. But alas, that's the name of the game. For example, Marlon Mack, he's the running back for, what's the team? The Texans, I think. He got cut, surprisingly, and Damian Pierce is now the running back one. So whoever has Marlon Mack, that sucks for you. Not saying any names. Whoever has Damian Pierce, good for you. I know. 
sleepers already. There are sleepers. So yeah, I'm looking forward to in two weeks, it will be officially kickoff. Honestly, I'm just gonna be at home watching Red Zone, just smiling. Pepper will be hiding somewhere. Yeah, I'm honestly really excited. Alyssa, come over, dude. On that Sunday? Yeah. Maybe. Okay, I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) I probably have nowhere else to be, so sure. (laughs) What else am I doing? I don't know. I can use my football-themed stuff, like little toothpicks. Perfect. Okay, so any closing remarks, Alyssa, before... This is our final podcast before the season starts. Now's the time to get everything out there that you want to, because once the season starts... No, no more chit chat about random stuff. We're getting serious. I have no additional thoughts other than just like a thanks to anyone who's made it this far with us. Like to listen to a football podcast all summer when there was no like real football. We appreciate the fans, you know, thank you. And now that we're getting into the season, it's going to get way better. The hot zone's getting even hotter. We're turning it up a degree. We started small with a little candle flame and we are taking out the freaking blowtorch, guys. Get ready. Buckle up, motherfuckers. The temperature's ri- Like, what is that Elvis song? Da-da-da-da, feel my temperature rising. That's us. I don't know that <laughs> That's <song>. hot zone. <laughs> oh my God, hold on. Okay, pause. It's good. I don't know what it's called. How do you not know this song, though? Should I play the corn song? No, Alyssa, absolutely not. This one, I think. Yeah, I all know this song. But anyway, it's a great song. They sing it at the end of the game plan. Great movie with The Rock and Madison Petus, Petus. It's about football. Classic. It's all tying together. It's all coming full circle. Yeah, it always does, doesn't it? All right. Well, I guess we can go ahead and sign off. Thanks, Thanks for, for keeping, keeping it hot. hot.